0: Welcome to The Id. Living with ADHD in the arts, fitness, and in general life, we will be having weekly guests, hearing stories, going through the minefield that is now life with ADHD, or knowing people with ADHD, learning maybe some new communication skills, or at least just sharing some crazy stories. So thank you again for joining us on The Id. Hey there, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the id podcast. So my next guest for today is going to be an entrepreneur, a man who started Artful Dodger Beard Oil Company here in the Maritimes and uh, then moved on from that and uh, worked for corporate Tommy Hilfiger. Ryan. Hello. How are you doing today good but how are you good good thank you so much for coming i very much appreciate you taking the time no problem truly Happy do to be here it. truly do uh so for those of you who have caught the last podcast this is indeed ryan uh or sorry no the podcast before that uh ryan is ashley's husband that's me. one of my previous interviewees so this is going to allow us a very interesting perspective the other side of the relationship type thing. Looking at it from that, uh, not just from a personal standpoint, but from a relation standpoint as well. Uh, father to Riker. Father to Riker. How is Riker doing?
1: Riker's good. He's, uh, he's pretended to be sick quite a few times this week. Excellent. Yes. So he's, good stuff. <laughs> but he's, he's doing well. He's, well. he's Okay. Yeah. He's doing so, well.
0: So he's uh, testing his waters, True. He is 100%. Uh, asserting his dominance or trying to. <laughs> trying, to, to yeah. trying to. Trying All to. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I just kind of gave you a little lead in there. So for like a little bit, just give us the Coles notes. Okay. Where are we coming from with Ryan?
1: Okay. Um, First things first. Yes. I have to get used to having conversation face-to-face with you. I understand. Because I've been behind you for so that's long, correct. it's okay. weird.
0: <laughs> okay, let's paraphrase for everybody out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is that is Yeah, please do. Ryan is currently a, a pro barber and does absolutely phenomenal work. And <laughs> so he's been cutting I've my been hair. I've been cutting your hair, yes. Yeah. So, oh, so he's used to staring at the back of my hair. Right. I'm not used to eye contact. <laughs> yeah. No, so. that's fine. Um, Feel, look look all over. Yeah, I It's, I will. it's good.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm Ryan Ryan Weber. I'm a barber. Um, I have one child named Riker. My wife Ashley was on this podcast. I love her very much. She's very dear to me. But I do have a secret for you, Jay. Okay. I have a crush one of your former guests. Uh oh. That's. You introduced Ashley, so that was supposed to be a joke, but it didn't, didn't really go. <laughs> Sorry. I was supposed to be funny. Ashley said I'm going to be funny. So. Um yeah
0: that's that's just that's your your fast little end okay so just the ground right there so this is going to be very different for a lot of people because i've actually consistently for the over a month had nothing but female guests on right um just and that's i have a lot of female friends i work closely with a lot of women uh and uh, i work with models and all sorts of things so they were also chomping at the bit to do this. It was, they had no problem coming in. You're right. the first male contact in this instance that we're going to have. So the perspective is going to change. A right, little bit. yeah, for sure. Uh, so if you find yourself here, we're gonna talk about some things with the AD of the H and the Ds. Right. So you very clearly got that going on. Yes. Yeah? yeah. So how long have you known?
1: i would say that i i my whole life i've had the symptoms of it yep i didn't get officially diagnosed until i was probably 18 or 19 okay but i had definitely right. done lots of self-diagnosis before that right right uh, and since then i've just kind of lived with it on and off medication
0: so those medication times how were they for you
1: uh, and uh, so initially, uh, when I when I found out about so how I figured out that I had ADHD or yeah. ADD or whatever you want to call it now um, is I was at someone's house. Uh, can I say this? Am I allowed to say? How long does it go before you get in trouble for past crimes? Uh, <laughs> Are we good? Seven years. Okay, seven <laughs> years. So we're good. Not really a crime. Yeah, anyway, no. we're at we're at a friend's house, and um, he had Ritalin, and he said, "You want to try this?" Right, and I did. And I took it, and I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me R- in my whole life. And, right on. and then I tried everything else, but all essentially off of the street. Um, and that kind of made me realize that I should probably actually go to a doctor and start <laughs> having a chat about this. Right. And uh, so the medication was really good in the beginning, and then maybe less so good now i don't really use it anymore right
0: Um, it does that come down to kind of a you don't like the effects it gives you or you don't like the idea of not being in control
1: i don't like the effects that it gives me okay yeah I, I,
0: i turn into too much
1: the opposite to what i am now when i take the medicine
0: slightly stupefying
1: no, I will just come home and clean the house, and put the wood away, and do this and do that, and I will spend no time with my family. I'm too organized. Gotcha.
0: You know. And okay. I'm, it scales you back too far. Too far. Too okay. Far. And and All I've right.
1: tried to to bring the the dosages down, mm-hmm. but it seems that no matter what, it just fixes me too much.
0: That's int- no, no. That's interesting. I like that. It fixes you too much. Yeah. So there is a certain amount of randomness uh, that this has all brought you that you definitely like.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we know the answer to this question, but nobody else knows the answer to this question. Uh, Ashley and I touched on it, but you're definitely somebody that you can't watch a movie with. Correct.
1: 100%.
0: It's always moving, isn't it? Yeah. The brain. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned in the beginning you've you've done a couple of key things, uh, the, the barbering, the artful dodger, which you took a great distance uh, with huge effort, uh, and uh, the corporate work. Oh. How many other random things <laughs> do you think you've dipped your toes in? And not even seriously, but something that you you grabbed and just could not shake for a period of time. Right.
1: Uh, that I can't give you a number on that. And you know that. And yeah. you know that it's, I'm a hobbyist. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Um, endless things. You know, I find yeah. something I obsess. And then often I obsess so hard about it that I need to then completely take a break from it. Right. Which, which then means it goes in a closet or whatever.
0: It goes into the doom drawer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But lots of people get on me about that. But I don't, you know, I don't see it as a waste of time because I take the time to learn something in the beginning mm-hmm. and then it's there. Mm-hmm. So if I ever need to do something, at least I know how to right. do it. And I feel like even if you do spend some time, learn like you, you learned how to make leather, I learned yeah. how to make leather. Right. You know, the, the f- five months that I learned how to do that, that's way better than scrolling TikTok. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. So, but I do become obsessive.
0: Yes. Yeah. yes the Absolutely. packages from amazon come in yeah. and a lot of videos on and youtube, YouTube.
1: <laughs> and, and, and you know i'm up at three in the morning watching youtube and ashley's like what are you doing i'm like i'm learning about fishing rods and how i can make a bamboo fishing rod myself you
0: know? and that that is uh one of those broad brush paintings yeah. that we can say about people with adhd I, right. I clearly do exactly the same thing if i don't have a thing i'll make it if i don't have a place i'll create it and if i need something desperately i'll find a way to just will it into existence it's very much the same thing
1: sometimes to jet to a detriment i would say too where i will say i can make that i probably should buy it but i force myself to learn how to make it right and it either works or it doesn't and then i just have to buy it (laughs) so I don't know. There's a there's a there's a middle ground here somewhere.
0: Yeah, there. Well, definitely, if you look at the cost and the expense of taking on a project and then not being one with that project, right? You, so, what's in this corner stacked up in the side of the room with right. all of these boxes? Well, those would be the 16 projects I never did, totaling a amassed wealth of about a, two yeah. grand worth of materials that isn't going to go anywhere, right? Yeah, I understand. It's and then that flows into the doom box or the doom drawer. Correct to never be seen again. Hopefully, I have, hopefully seen again. Well, sometimes. that's the idea. But yes, often the, never seen again. Yeah, the, but that's the idea. We come by it honestly. Yeah, right. So, as a fella dealing with this, and just for reference, uh you're in your mid thirties. Yeah, thirty-three. So things were different for you than they were for me. Uh, most people lately have been hearing, you know, on the podcast since I've only had predominantly women on right. what it was like for women during that time within that age and earlier. So now we have an aspect of a man right. within an earlier age from myself and what it was like for you. You just said it wasn't really you knew something was up, but you didn't know anything about it. And you kind of found out on accident that right. something yeah. was up. Right. Uh, can you go further into that what was your general feeling of this was were were you problematic in school you give me some broad strokes as to where that was for you when you were younger
1: yeah so school was probably the first indicator right my my parents i think pretty quickly realized i was a 60 to 70 percent kid gotcha unless i was interested Right, Like, you know, sociology, history, those types of things. I could get hundreds. I could be the best student in the class. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't interested, it wasn't happening. Um, I fidgeted. I fiddled. Mm-hmm. And then much like you said on the last podcast, it was pretty similar still. They were just like, you're not paying attention. You need to sit down. Yeah. Brush it off. Right. Um, I think really the only difference was there was medication now when I was coming up and everyone was taking some form of ADD medicine. So they would just give you your pills and then be like, okay, now brush it off. Right. Um, I also uh, had an odd kind of upbringing with with my, my parents were divorced and we lived with my grandfather for a lot of my youth. Mm-hmm. and he was uh, like a World War II Navy vet, so I had that very old influence. Okay. As well as I have two uncles that are in their 70s now, one of them being a raging alcoholic that was at the house every Friday. Right. Um, so there was a lot of old male influence in my life still. Right. And a lot of – my mother is th- the greatest person in the world, Hmm. Um, and she would do anything to help me. Right. But there was still a lot of, like, you know, walk it off. It was, it was, you
0: were just surrounded by walking off. Yeah, that was
1: 100%. And, and I, because that's how I was raised, I do that to my own child and I hate it. Gotcha. But I can't help it. I I try to help it. But my, my, still, my instinct is to tell Riker to stop doing that. Just be correct, you know?
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, You feel Riker's probably following suit, eh? Oh, 100%. Probably
1: even. I was never a wild child. Riker is a wild child. <laughs> he's smart. He's super smart. But yeah. he's, he's, you know, I remember back in the day, it was ADD were the quiet kids. Yep. And then the ADHD kids were the ones that were like jumping off the desk and like
0: right. spinning around.
1: Riker yeah. is more like that.
0: Gotcha. Okay, well, this is going to be interesting. I think these yeah. these formative years, right? Uh, especially with the dynamic between you and Ashley and the Riker, the the trifecta that is the three of you going around, will, yes. will lead to definitely not a boring household. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. I get it. Okay, so you had this early on influence that probably made you a little bit more of an older, an older yeah. saltier guy. Yeah. Um, For sure. So you didn't get the benefit of heading on out there and seeing what was available at that age because things were starting to kind of come around a little bit then into to an understanding. Now, nowhere near what they are today. Right. But just in an understanding. But that wasn't even on your, your radar.
1: It definitely wasn't something that anyone suggested <laughs> to me or <laughs> no, anything like no. that. It was, you know, it, unless you were that kid that punched holes in the walls and ran around the class. Right. Then you just... Things you needed to figure out, right? You know? Right.
0: So up until you found that uh, the party favor, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, like so many of us, probably partook of uh, self-medication? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So there, it, I just I put this out to the people who are out there. Please don't be so hard on yourselves, when these things start to come up and you start realizing oh my goodness that's why i did this and that's why i did that a lot of us don't have the facility available to us to handle these things and self-medication is one of the first things that we go to and that can be any number of things uh for me straight up booze yeah that was that was my uh, poison of choice uh numbed me out quite well yeah uh did for quite a while, right. paying the price for it now, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that fixed me for all my social interactions, <laughs> that fixed me for being able to be around people and actually communicate with any form of clarity and not get too tied up into things. I didn't become that crazy right. alcoholic, I was the quiet, yeah. listening respectful alcohol until i passed out or whatever yeah <laughs> whatever. Fell on <laughs> right yeah and for you it was
1: oh man it, for me it was a plethora of things <laughs> um i would say initially a, a cornucopia of yeah, things i i was always you know you know my i remember my mother said to me once she said and it, it's the add thing but it's, sure when you find something you become addicted to it right so the first thing i ever did smoke cigarettes i smoked so many cigarettes right Right. off the hop Mm -hmm. um and then i smoked weed um i I didn't uh, the weed kind of helped but eventually i I figured that really wasn't for me but Mm -hmm. when i found that first pharmaceutical adhd medicine yeah that was it like that was that fixed everything for me i was social i was happy right um i had no anxiety I felt very productive. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably lost fifty pounds (laughs) and looked like, you know, terrible. But yeah, um, I didn't really drink a lot, and I still don't drink a lot. Yeah, Um, but definitely self-medicated with ADD medicine that I could get from anyone else. And then eventually, I went to the doctor. And my only the only reason I went to the doctor was to get more medicine because I couldn't get it from someone else. Right. I didn't even think about actually getting diagnosed with add i just said oh if i go i can get pills
0: gotcha um
1: and that was pretty much that was it until you know now i'm like just a square that drinks coffee <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: but you've probably learned all you can about coffee yeah. i have looked into making your yes, own coffee right, it looks- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah how to grow it from what dirt i need
0: from yeah. where what is some of the best machinery to use for that What's are the high-end products yeah <laughs>
1: And I still, I do, I do still vice to coffee, you know, even when right. I was coming here, you and I have had thousands of conversations, yeah. but you put a microphone in front of someone, it starts to feel weird. Yeah. And I had to have a coffee before gotcha. I came here. I walked in with a coffee. Yeah. So
0: I, guess. I uh, on the, to everybody listening, when I was first putting this whole thing together, podcast way in the beginning, uh, I believe I've mentioned it was an intensely steep learning curve. And I crammed months of learning into just a couple of weeks, ran out, uh, bought what I needed and couldn't afford none of it and just put it all together and learned and got it running. Uh, Part of that was just simply how to do an intro to a show. Right. And uh, the intro that everybody hears now is actually the 40th, 41st intro that I recorded. I just... I would say three words and delete it and five words and delete it. And then I'd miss a beat and delete it. And, and I'm not reading off of anything. I'm just saying things, but I wouldn't like the Lilt or it paused too long. It just became a pure obsession to get the first word. Right. Yeah. And then from that point on, uh, more learning. And it was like, you can't do that. just, just talk, man <laughs> yeah relax yeah calm it's, down
1: it's it's something that I do, and it's definitely something you do too is trying to control everything absolutely, but not feeling like you're doing that, but you are doing it, you mm-hmm. know
0: um it's
1: hard I think it's hard for me, and I think it's hard for you as well to just let things be natural
0: one hundred percent and i've I've heard this from others yeah. it's hard to just let things go, you feel as though you always have to have your your hand involved in it somehow or something's not going to be right and right. ultimately we end up causing yeah, and that more damage work. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. 100% it was uh well part of my conversation with Ashley was the fact that part of one of the problems we had was i brought her in to do a job but i wouldn't give it to her right yeah yeah right and now yeah. it was it was that loss of control and constantly checking up and everything that i wasn't ready for yeah uh, and I didn't realize I was doing it.
1: And... Yeah, I, I, I find that, too. You know, I, I like to cook. Ashley's doesn't like to cook, but mm-hmm. she does it sometimes. And yeah. then she'll be in the kitchen, and I can just feel her staring at me. And I'm like, what is the problem? She's <laughs> like, I feel like I'm being judged. I'm like, I'm not judging <laughs> you. But I realize now that, you know, I probably am subconsciously getting involved too much. Right, you know. I'm so just, you're
0: sitting there going, "Don't cut it this way, cut it that." In your mind, just watching.
2: Yeah,
1: and it and comes from a good place, though. When I see it, I'm no, like oh, I, I should Show her how to cut an onion properly. <laughs> you know, she would be glad <laughs> yeah. to hear this. But yeah. no, a lot, a lot of times people don't want to be told what to do, and I don't want to be told what to do. No, you know,
0: <laughs> no, that would be one so, of those learning yeah, things. Yeah, like. exactly, exactly.
1: You have someone with their hand in the pot constantly that can't make a decision, which is not good. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's how I feel.
0: And it's a trick it's a trick to give up the baby. Yeah. When it's your baby it's hard to to give it up. Yeah,
1: as you know when when yeah. we had like a working thing together. Yeah. You, you you said I've done this and I've done that with Artful Dodger but you you played a pivotal role in that um making that happen. And uh anyway, we'll get to that later.
0: Well, I quite honestly when it when okay, so here we go. We're going to let it out we're going to let it out when it came to artful Dodger, which for everybody else out there, it, a beard or oil company that was started by, uh, Ryan and became kind of a family thing that came around for them. And there was a lot of work involved, a huge amount of vets investments on their end to, to bring it up. It's a, it's quite an undertaking to do it all legally and above right. board and yeah. for marketing purposes. Um, I don't okay with one of the few things I can't remember is that I offer to come in or did you offer me a place to come in?
1: Oh, I feel like I offered you a place. For okay. Sure. So I was offered, probably both. I mean, you probably, and I was genuinely excited. Yeah. I, I was
0: genuinely there, sure. excited with this idea. And I first started in just basically doing graphic work for yep. you. Um, and then that snowballed into other things and uh, you were very much it like the the focus of the entire thing, because you had all the paperwork and the bureaucracy, yeah. and you were introducing that paperwork and bureaucracy to me, yeah. uh, and then I was trying to work with it, yeah. but that is to everybody who knows me knows, not <laughs> my strong suit right uh, Once logic breaks down, I lose grasp of it, yeah. and bureaucracy has nothing to do with logic That's true so it was a, it was a huge problem. Uh, If I ever took credit for something, it was because I was thinking it was a general feeling that I could convey upon the creator of this project to say, look at what you've influenced me to do. Right. So in my mind, I was always saying well, show him this and show him that. Look at what I've managed to accomplish all because he made it possible for me to accomplish that. Uh, I wanted to take some credit for some of the things that I was doing as as anybody would, but I think I may have gone about it a little harshly. (laughs) Uh, Maybe uh, in a way that was definitely misinterpreted because I feel in my mind when i explain things explain things excuse me it's pretty clear i'm sorry if anybody's hearing any of these little beeps and buzzers i thought i had everything turned off but (laughs) apparently i didn't um anyway i i think i explained things very clearly Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's mud yeah it's more like mud and i have a somewhat stoic face Mm. Uh, some people don't approach me because of how I look, and that's not it. That's not what's going on behind my eyes. And I think I'm approaching somebody with all the best intentions in my heart, and all they're seeing is this slab of beef in front of them. <laughs> that's that criminal. Doesn't seem He's to a filthy be filthy criminal. Yeah, <laughs> just what is he talking about? Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm making all the sense in the world, and everything's right. beautiful, and they understand me. So. Obviously, some things weren't taken that way. Yeah, and I think
1: I think vice versa back. I think between the two of us, we're just... We tried to be as clear and direct as possible to a fault on both sides, I would say.
0: I'll agree with that. You know? Yeah.
1: And we both want everyone else to not be emotional when we explain something to them. And then <laughs> as soon as they do it to us, we're like, oh, I'm emotional. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I think... There was a lot of work done on all sides. It was a cool thing that happened. And then it did pretty well. And then I think we all kind of saw that, like, this isn't going to be a thing for much longer. And we would have to either really throw a lot of money and try and make it this national yeah, thing. Yeah. Or completely scale it back to hanging out at the market on the weekend. Which right. Which didn't want to do. And... So, I just didn't have time for it anymore.
0: That was, and that yeah. was my general feeling at the time. It got to a point where we, despite what may have been going on for us personally and, mm-hmm. and how we may have thought, what we were delivering, the thing that was getting ready to feed us, was taking off. Yeah. But we were at a point where, as you said, we were at that crossroads. We either brought it back down to a scale where it was something that we could accomplish uh, as a trio yeah. on the weekends, yeah. wherever, or uh, big money from everybody. Yeah. And make it make it go. Yeah. Big time. And then and, hope it happens. Right. And But you guys were about to become brand new parents. You had yeah. just gotten married. Uh, you were dealing with some stuff. Ashley was definitely dealing with stuff. And I was in the middle of four businesses. Yeah and not taking no for an answer. Yeah. I just thought I could do everything and right. I was out of my mind.
1: Yeah. And and you know at the end with the th- the third person involved uh Yeah, with, with the third person involved, I felt like he had he didn't have a job. He didn't have anything going on. He had more time to potentially make it work if he wanted. Absolutely. And I didn't when I Made the decision to just like tell him to take it. Right. I didn't want you to take it, not because I didn't think you could do it, <laughs> but because you didn't need it. No, you're. And right it was just going to cost you a bunch of money. Yeah. No. You're.
0: You're absolutely to
1: wind up three years later in the same position where I was. Yeah. So that was the whole reason. That was
0: that. so uh, we can. So here you go is a business aspect again, folding in onto the ADHD. <laughs> you got three people in this case and then a fourth involved. Uh, But in uh, initial conception, two people, Ryan and Ashley, ADHD, starting off their lives brand new and Ryan moving careers to make this happen. Um, Taking on stuff constantly that perhaps, if we were thinking a different way, perhaps a less destructive way, should have maybe said, hold on there. And then... I come in and I'm like two of them <laughs> wrapped together with extra jobs and all the things that I was doing. I go, oh, hey, don't worry about me. I'll take on everything. And right. somebody should have been standing behind me just stop. Yeah. Just stop and get some help. <laughs> yeah. Because that yeah. was, we were all burning the candle at both ends, I figure.
1: Oh, 100%. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So, fortunately, this is a paintbrush thing. <laughs> I think this happens to. For definitely those who who are with the A, the H, and the Ds on the creative side. Yeah. On the run with it side. They definitely have to deal with this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: So you look back on that now as a learning experience or was it something that kind of irks you?
1: No. No, I look back on it as a learning experience. And, you know, it wasn't all in vain either. I did end up becoming a barber, which ultimately is what I wanted to do. Right. Um And you played a role in that as well. How Uh, did I play a role in that? Well, you went to the shop, and you knew the guys, and they didn't know me. They knew you. Right. And that kind of introduced me to them, and, you know, the rest is history. Okay,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, But, no, I, I look back on it. I look back on it fondly, I think. Yeah. For the most part. It would be nice to get, like you know, $20,000 back, (laughs) but if if I'm not going to get that, listen, are we going to start
0: comparing expenditures on, on, uh, ended projects, early ended projects or whatever. I mean, just, uh, in this room alone, I'll just say this for, uh, where this podcast happens from is actually a room that I call the transformer because, um, right now it's a podcast room and I've got sound equipment and, mics in here and and some decorations and stuff and then and two days from now it's going to be a tattoo room which is a full conversion and spraying and some safety materials have to come down and a whole other bunch of kit comes in and yeah. that gets changed and then that gets stripped down and taken down and come out and then it becomes a leather working room <laughs> which is a totally different setup again yeah. and a whole other set of things come in and that converts but those are what i'm working on now because well Uh, Things have changed for me, and I'm forced to do that at this time. Right. But again, I think that that's something that happens to a lot of us. Yeah. You've changed drastically from corporate to strong entrepreneur. Mm. Like straight up, you created the space, you created the product, you did the research, you created a company, to totally changing a training situation having to go back to school basically and then working for somebody else but as like a partner yeah yeah how was that process for you it couldn't have been smooth well i know for a fact it wasn't well yeah it
1: wasn't it wasn't (laughs) ideal i'm glad it happened um sorry i'm gonna cough.
0: yep (coughs) there we go covid everybody there we
1: go um so yeah i Was doing the the corporate job, and then at the tail end of the corporate job, I started doing the Artful Dodger thing. And and in that, my son was born. Right. And and I do believe, you know, and that's my biggest regret probably is I should have just spent way more time with Ashley and Riker. Gotcha. And not messed around with all the stuff I was messing around with. I think it was a bit of a coping thing. Okay. Where I realized that when I go home to my wife and child, I'm going to have to sit on the couch. And just be present and I'm not present right and so the Artful Dodger was kind of like this this thing that I took on to not be present Uh, my father tells the story of when I was born they had a log house and yeah I I was born he went home the night that I was born and he had never ground down all the knots in the walls of the log house all right and that night he decided was the night to grind it all <laughs> down. And he, he, and he justifies it in saying that like, he would never have time to do it again. Right. But really, it's the exact situation. He needs it's, something to do to right. deal with the situation. Okay. Um, so then transferri- transitioning into being a barber, that brought us back home. That brought us around our friends and family again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was kind of tricky. We had so many supportive people around us that really wasn't that difficult. There, there was a lady I worked with at tommy hill figure she's from france and she said to me when i was going to become a barber she said do you think you can cut someone's hair and not get distracted and i remember that stuck with me until probably i don't know two years ago and i was like yeah well i've done it for five years now so i guess i can you know that would be a yes yeah but i but that was a true fear to be honest then
0: you just kind of
2: oh that I would get in the bored of it. Of a cut yeah, now. And,
0: and
1: just like rush it and get them out the door, you know.
0: Right, but that obviously hasn't happened. No, I mean,
1: I'm sure there's days. But.
0: Oh no, everybody has their yeah. days. I don't care what you do. Everybody has their days. We're not perfect all the time. But you, if you find something that works, yeah, it works. Yeah, you have more good days than bad. Oh that's, yeah, that's that's yeah, the 100%, way it is. Hundred percent. So let's back up Part way in there. Your son was born. Right. So that was a That was an interesting time for you. That was definitely a switch over from the Ryan that I was introduced to. To the Ryan that became at that moment. Yeah. Did you have any concerns at that time about how you had lived your life? And now you're responsible for somebody. Yeah. Um crazy but, if you weren't
1: yeah no i i mean <laughs> Riker was born it took a really long time she ended up going into a c-section right and i remember they cut him out yeah and handed him to me
0: right what was your feeling at that uh, moment? nothing at all
1: nothing absolutely nothing you were just you I had left like, the building i i thought what have we done why did we do this okay this is yep. it you know my life is over it wasn't an overwhelming joy okay and then they said do you want to cut the cord and I said no like stitch her up as fast as possible because I don't want to do this by myself so, yeah know? yeah um and, it, and 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 at one point when Riker also when Riker was born there was a big all of the big wigs from Tommy Hilfiger from New York from all around the world were in Moncton the week that oh Riker my was God. born
0: oh, okay that I didn't know yeah I was didn't know that huge thing
1: that we had been working towards for two years coincided with the same week and so a a big regret that i have is i was trying to balance my time between doing this work thing Mm -hmm. that had been going on for two years right and being at the hospital right and i probably didn't divide my time properly okay um if this has happened to me now i would have totally done it differently but i was younger then and uh anyway i didn't spend enough time with Ashley. Right. When Riker was born, a lot of guilt about that. I understand. And I forget why I'm saying this. No, no. Sorry. That's <laughs> a, You were
0: trying to split your time, and you think that was just not a great, effective way of splitting it. Right. You should have spent more time with Ashley than yeah. with the bigwigs, especially yeah. hindsight being 2020, yeah. knowing that your time was definitely up. Yeah, time. it was like six months later. I was yeah. gone. <laughs> um, right.
1: So, yeah, I, I should have divided that time better.
0: Right. Are you making, do you, so, and you say you feel guilty for that and, and Ashley has guilt for things and I have guilt for things and that's a never ending part of that. And I'm not, I wouldn't acquiesce to us making trouble for ourselves or anybody else, but mistakes get made Mm -hmm. and the best things that we can do for ourselves and everybody in contact with us is practice forgiveness on ourselves first. Right. So have you forgiven yourself for some of that? Because I'll tell you, some of it is, it's honest. Yeah. It's, it's honest fear. Yeah. Are you handed one hell of a piece of responsibility?
1: Yeah. I think that I've forgiven myself as much as I'll ever be able to. Good. So yes, and yes, I've forgiven myself to the point sure. where I'm okay with it now. Right. Um, I don't constantly feel like I need to make up for it. I've told Good. Ashley this. Yes. Um. But my fear, as many things go with when you have ADD, ADHD, I want to make sure that I my actions are better in the future. Absolutely. And I don't just do the same
0: thing over again. Right. You know. Well, okay, but are you so I found this, I am not repetitive. Mm-hmm. I am not repetitive in my actions. I'm repetitive in um I used to be very repetitive in my choices when I was very self-destructive. Right. So I choose things that were self-destructive. Right. Yeah. Uh I am now repetitive in wanting to try right anything. Yeah. A change of attitude, a change of 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 place, a change of job, a change of monetary need you know these Mm. changes that is what i'm deciding to become a little bit or trying to decide right to be addicted to right Is being okay with change yeah how have you have you worked a focus like that or are you kind of at the beginning of okay i've kind of i've done this part i'm okay with this part now can I be okay with moving into other things and know that I'm not going to, quote, unquote, relapse into something that would be destructive or hurt my family? Right. Um, do you still worry y- about that?
1: I, I don't think so as much. I Good. don't think I do. No, I, I feel like I've, I've changed. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm not worried about that anymore. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so here we are. We've got the family unit. Plus a dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a dog, which is hilarious. And, uh, you have the things that you're both dealing with outside of everything, you know, outside of each other, outside of the family, you have your things Ashley has her things. And then in common, you have the things that you're dealing with when it comes to Riker. Yeah. Um, actually just dis- discussed very much how she feels about that. Mm-hmm. And, and the dynamic that goes on in her mind and some of her concerns. Um, do you have concerns about the future in your son or you feel, you know what? We've actually gone through part of this. So we're going to be able to provide some stability for him or we're really awesome accepting parents. So <laughs> yeah, we can work with this. Where, where are you there? Because <sighs> oh, I know for a fact, I have a number of listeners that are also new parents. Right. And I, I am willing to wager a hundred percent. That there is a, you know, not just the standard fear of being a new father or a mother, but a fear of oh, what is my, what is this going to make me do? What is my ADHD going to? Right. What yeah. am I worried about?
1: Yeah, I believe that Riker. I think we're good parents. I think we're on a good trajectory. Um, I think that I I get triggered. It's it's a lot like Ashley when. When he's screaming and jumping and hugging and, and he's all over you, I, I need like some something to stop. A lot of times, I feel this need to like lash out to make the sounds around me stop. Gotcha.
0: So you definitely need a place of calmness as uh, well. absolutely, hundred percent.
1: are probably worse than Ashley. Okay. Ashley's better at at hiding it than I am. Well,
0: there's that female context yeah, right there, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, but I feel like I feel like Riker's going to turn out good. I agree. But he's right now very strong and very smart, and I think that's a good thing. I think we raised him to be strong and smart, but yeah. it's difficult at the moment.
0: Abs- well, all of the hands are full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to be a handful, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, so do you want to take it, here we are in this new generation, and as you know, I've had some younger, much mm-hmm. younger people on this show, and... Uh, especially in the case of, let's go back to uh, episode three, uh, Freya had almost everything she could need to help her mm-hmm. move through. Knowledge, cri- uh, d- even just using platforms and stuff. There's tons of information coming from regular people, not bureaucrats or, or foolishness, but just people who are going through it like we ourselves are. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to take advantage of as much of that as possible? Or you find Walk It Off is still ringing through a little bit too much?
1: You know, I find my issue is I feel like sometimes things have gone too far the other way. Too soft. Too soft. I would agree. And there's still some Walk It Off necessary. Mm-hmm. I find it really difficult right now at the age he is because he's only six Right, it's, They change so much, it's so hard to tell. Um, I think that I, I find I may be a little too much walking off and I, I need to Ashley is definitely a lot more, you know reads the, the information, okay, you know, let's try this, let's try that. And right. in the moment, I think I'm gonna listen and then I kind of lose my temper or I'm like, you know just stop doing it you know right instead of trying to understand why.
0: So you yourself are looking for a little bit of balance i are trying to balance that out a little bit
1: yes I think there's there's it's too far too soft right now and we have to meet somewhere in the middle
0: I okay so without getting into a political conversation yeah. um, what you and I have had <laughs> I completely agree yeah um, the the world's gone is turned into a plushie. And uh, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I think knowledge is due. Science needs to be heated. We need to understand what's going on and ask questions. Uh, Another reason for me starting this entire podcast, because as an older person, I had no place to be with this. Mm -hmm. And walking on walking the whole thing off wasn't working anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Not in this world. But at the same token, I look around and go, okay, but you know what? I'm completely capable, people. Yeah. No, I do not want to be heavily medicated. Mm -hmm. No, I do not want to be held under the auspices of some sort of weird clinical meaning. I want to do what I do and left alone to do it. I just need a little bit of help in understanding where I currently sit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm finding it is just too soft out there to offer that properly right now. Yeah. So I'm in complete agreement with you that there has to be some. It's a teeter-totter has to be leveled out. Here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, oftentimes Riker, say Riker, has done something um, and he's crying and it's something silly. So I go over and I say, why are you crying? What are you doing? Let's let's talk about this. And Ashley will say, like, just leave him alone. That doesn't work. And right. in that moment, I'm like, yes, that's right. And then. I just completely switch and I go back to, well, why are you crying? What are you doing? You know? And, Intra- okay. Um, so I think in that moment, yes, I should stop. Let him cry it out. Mm-hmm. Listen to what Ashley's approach is going to be. Right. Um, which is, um, I don't know what, I don't know. Her approach? Yeah. Her, her approach is more scientific, I guess I should say. She reads a lot more than I
0: do. Okay. So she's collecting a lot of the information, which is normally what you do
1: correct I I try to turn almost turn a blind eye to this particular subject why is that I don't know it's because it's when someone presents scientific or or, or parenting strategies (laughs) that are soft Okay. My instant reaction is to say that's stupid. It's not going to work. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. Okay. All right. You know, it's not like yeah. my parents were hyper aggressive or anything. My no. mother my mother was probably a soft parent of her generation. Okay. Um, but I just have, for some reason, no interest in reading a lot of the things.
0: Do you not ADHD. believe them or do you feel it's how could they possibly be current? Or is this... Definitely something that rely, uh, resides in your mind.
1: Um, no, I, I believe some of them. Okay. I don't believe all of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, it's just a lot of things I see. I'm like, I don't know if that makes sense to me. You know, and I can't think of any exact examples.
0: <sighs> yeah. Could this be kind of like when I, I mentioned earlier when logic breaks down? Yeah. I break down. I yeah. have a very hard time following it. Do you find that if this doesn't follow a logical path for you, some of these recommendations or cited things, you just kind of like, no, this is...
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: This is not based in logic, so get away from me.
1: Yeah, like, you said, like how you said that, that I can't see how this strategy is going to work when my child is 20 years old. Gotcha. In the real world, air quotes, real world, I right. can't see how teaching him to just relax and, you know, cry and, and be very soft about everything is going right. to work out when he's 20. And I think that's my biggest problem is not everything has to be when you're 20, you'll remember this, you right. know?
0: Okay. So this is interesting. Um, again, I don't want to go into any sort of political arena, but, uh, and I definitely have never agreed with the quote-unquote war or ongoing war of the sexes right um but there are some truths Mm -hmm. that we've all been raised about that are coming into question now um from a logical standpoint right i look at it all and say well it's not a belief it's a truth Mm -hmm. so this isn't open for interpretation unless you want to restudy it right uh Do you find, (coughs) excuse me, you said that you wanted to kind of find the balance between this walk it off and and being more, okay, we need to open up about this and there are other avenues. Do you find that some of this, the walk it off type, and I'm sorry I keep saying it, but it is such an identifier for the time uh, and the type of people that you found yourself around. There's a certain type of masculinity involved with that, yeah. and no, I'm not going to start going into that whole toxic masculinity, <laughs> patriarchy, uh, foolishness. Yeah. I'm not going to go there, and I'm not going to entertain that type of ridiculousness. Right. What I am going to say is is that there are definitely some traits that of men not crying. Mm-hmm. pull yourself together. Mm-hmm you find that you're kind of balancing that out a little bit because you definitely had that influence from your grandfather and the uncle that you just said, that's how you were raised. So you find you're kind of playing that out a little bit in your head, trying to find that space as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And trying to find, I guess, what is the, the modern man and how do I make Riker into the modern man, you know? Right. Um, and yes, that, that is a thing.
0: Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. How do you feel? Ask how do you, more questions. Well, how do you feel that thing has influenced you? Like you spoke about that it was an influence. Right. Well, what did it do?
1: How did it influence me?
0: Well, okay. what did it do that could have been a negative or a positive within your life? Because that's, I'll tell you right now, that's the influence I had. My mm. dad was a Central European man's man. Right. Uh, that's a whole thing. Onto itself that's a whole other podcast the battle that i went through with right. that but for you you kind of experienced this salt of the earth you had a veteran yeah so yeah your context of having adhd a person a man understanding themselves whilst not understanding yourself at all right in the beginning and kind of sporadically <laughs> coming to terms or it, understanding what was going on and then having to figure it out what has that actually offered you? Has it brought anything to bear as to who you are today? yeah, good or bad,
1: yeah, yeah, I would say yes, um it's I'm not against it i'm I'm happy to have had the upbringing that I had with the people that I had i I like that I had a little bit of walk it off, okay um but there's definitely parts of me that are too much like that, too too kind of, too ragey. You know, that, that okay. typical, like, man, quiet until they rage. That can be me sometimes. Oh, yes. Um,
0: the Pompeian explode versus the uh, sizzling yeah. whistle pot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're making me think of myself here. I've realized in this very podcast <laughs> that I... I, I uh, deflect quite
2: oh, a
0: bit of things. That is one of your gifts. Yeah. You are a, a consummate deflector, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry to bring it no, uh, to bear right, right in front of you. But that's this is what this is about. Right. So why the the influence that that kind of upbringing, upbringing has put you through? Mm-hmm. It's. Influence, not not in it itself, but its influence. Like some would say they are the people they are today because they lived through a particular time or right. whatever. I can personally say that uh, my father was awful, mm-hmm. he was not a good man, right? And he did not good things, right? But from the outside, what you saw was this hugely confident Central European architect holding it together, tight as, tight as nails, like mm. ready to go, and he could freeze the balls off a of brass monkey. He mm. was just, he was icy cold right. and very German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cause, and, and there we go. And what I got from that was actually to go in the opposite direction. I turned a 180 from that. He showed me what not to be. And now I've spent the better part of 30, 40 years understanding that I went too far. Mm -hmm. I I became just a floor tile that anybody could just walk on. Right. To now finding myself that I am uh, older (laughs) than when he passed away. I am older than he was then. And I'm understanding now what my structure actually is to balance out that equation. So what that upbringing gave me Mm -hmm. was all of the time in between where I could be totally introspective. I didn't lie ever. Mm -hmm. I had no reason to lie. There's Mm -hmm. more trouble in regular life than with something imaginary. There's, so many things that i learned from not wanting to be what i was shown right but then i had to learn how to fix that yeah. and that took a tremendously long time so what did that upbringing because right. you had the ex-army guy you had the alcoholic you had versions of people mm-hmm. and i'm not willing to just say men here you have versions of people yeah. who had very particular traits Right. To offer your life when you're trying to digest tools.
1: Okay. So for me to, so I have to backstory a little no, bit. No, that's fine. Go uh, for it. So parents got divorced. My father was an alcoholic. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was, I don't know, two or three. Went right. to live with my grandfather. He was, when my, when my mother was young, a very aggressive man. Your when your my, fa- my grandfather. Your was, grandfather, okay. Was very you know he, he was very aggressive with the boys, um, and my grandmother didn't leave the house. She just smoked cigarettes and watched the shopping channel and was scared to go outside. Oh, great! Um, but when I came when I was in the picture, he was a lot more chill and mellow. Okay. Um, I also moved a lot. I went to thirteen different schools. Oh. I've lived in. Four different provinces, th- three provinces, oh, sorry, two provinces as a child. Um, so I've spent a lot of time on my own. Yes. And I think the biggest thing that my upbringing has given me is I'm hyper aware of the people around me. Mm-hmm. I tend to read people well. Mm-hmm. And I guess I tend to hang back. And observe more than anything. You're the listener. Definitely like to listen and observe until I'm comfortable. Right. Which I think has been a good thing in my life.
0: Um, it should be a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, there's too many people speaking out of turn. Right. I think. But because
1: of that, I, I don't feel like I've, and I don't want to say like, oh, I never fit in because I did fit in, but I also don't feel like I have, I didn't have one person like your dad. You had your dad. Yeah. You were like, I do not want to be that guy. Yeah. I had so many influences that it's not like I can point out one thing on one person. It was just a collection. It's just a collection of, right. he did this, I don't want to be like that. Right. You know, um, when I was when, when we went to my father's uh, last month, we had Riker there, and my father's best friend, who I, I called Uncle Whatever, um, he said, wow, Riker is so fired up compared to you. When you were a kid, you right. didn't say anything but it's because I was constantly assessing what was going on around okay. me. Does that answer the question? That answers, that answers some
0: of the question. I've, and, and I've said this, uh, uh, I'm looking at the time of the podcast here as we're just talking on, and we'll continue to talk, um, but I'm also understanding that I have kind of more so shaved only two topics and yeah. just the surface. Uh, we could get a week out of this. Uh, we're going to just, we're not going to worry about that right now, but we're going to keep moving forward with where we are. So that I find this very interesting because even though we are very different ages and almost two different generations, yeah. you were raised almost exactly the same way I was raised. Yeah. Um, to a degree, uh, both of our mothers were great moms mm-hmm. that maybe sat in the background when they should have been more forward, but it's not like we'd ever blame them for that. They were in very dominant situations. At that time.
1: My mother uh, I would the my mother was she definitely didn't sit back. She was the opposite to that. She definitely took me out of situations. Um uh, that's why she left my father. Okay. But the the problem was with the uncle, with the alcoholic uncle, was it wasn't their house. So But yes. Everything else I agree with. I just have to say that in case my mother listens to the podcast and be like, what do you mean?
0: (laughs) It's a disclaimer for my mom. I love you. You did a really good job. Don't worry. I say, uh, and the exact same thing happened with my mom. I mean, obviously, the situation with my father was just there was no legs on that. And and when it ended, it probably should have ended even earlier than it did for them. Uh, And that was very, I was very young when that ended, but it was still within my formative years. Yeah. Uh and she's done an absolutely fantastic job. No, we're not we're not pandering to the moms here. We're just making sure that everybody knows that we weren't on our own. Right. Yeah. 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 The the moms really helped out, but the they had their own things that they had to deal with for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You
0: know, let alone what we were going through. And I applaud my mother at every turn for everything that she managed to do. Yeah. Uh, I won't say that I was a handful. I wasn't Riker handful. I was just extraordinarily difficult because Mm -hmm. of how I thought. Right. So my thinking processes were more historical than they should be for a child. And you ended up having to do a lot of research just to talk to me. Right. Which made which was probably pretty difficult for her to, to navigate. Right. I don't understand a damn thing my seven-year-old son is saying to me, and I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, so let's move forward a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> that's, that's a deep topic. So we'll move forward a bit, and here we are. We're finding you as a barber. Right. Dealing with patrons, mm-hmm. dealing with, uh, you work with a great group of people yep. uh, in a in a I don't know these days I would say probably a small to medium sized barber shop. There's there's three of you active and four randomly. Yeah, and you have a great clientele base and everything's going good. And you were a little concerned mm-hmm. in the beginning oh, about yeah. <laughs> drifting off into la la land, but that doesn't seem to be the case when you're working for people. Do you think that this is going to be? A sticking point for you or are you going yeah, to be here for yeah, a bit yeah, this is it is this what rewarded you
1: yeah i feel the most comfortable with myself i feel the most zen every day <laughs> more than i've ever felt before uh, so i think this is this is it for sure
0: how's your communication with your customers
1: it's good i did take them i did try to go back on medication well uh, probably six months ago okay, a year yeah, ago yeah because I, I, you know, like this interview, I, I kind of trail off, and I was trying yeah. to. I thought well, maybe if I take pills, I'll be like right on it. I'll be, you know, I will carry conversations. It'll be great. Um, it didn't work out that way. It, it kind of had the opposite effect. <laughs> but I have such a, I have such a clientele now that I've known for so long. Everyone just knows who I am and how it is.
0: Right. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna preference this for everybody out there again. I am not saying or advocating to people to not try medications. Uh, it just so happens that the people that I'm interviewing here and there seem to be taking uh, taking a stand that they didn't like the medications, but it's almost been a split. Uh, two of you no, mm-hmm. it's not. It's a negative aspect for us. Understand it, but it's a negative aspect, whereas the other two probably couldn't even tie their shoelaces without it yeah. and they swear by it. And everything worked out for them off the get-go. So I encourage everybody out there to at least give certain things a try.
1: Yeah. It's not that the medicine doesn't – it's not that it didn't work for a time. It's just the time ran out. Right. It was good for a year, and then it had to stop.
0: Right. And it was influencing your work when you tried again. Yes. In a way that you didn't like.
1: Yeah, it made me, it made me not able to talk to people. I didn't want to talk to anybody. It was the opposite of what normally would happen. Yeah, that is definitely not what you want. I was so focused on getting the haircut done that I didn't want to talk to anybody. Right,
0: so you removed the human part of the service. Yeah, 100%. Oh, (laughs) no.
1: So I'd rather be, like, a little wacky, a little, like, uh, you know, maybe run over on time sometimes and not be as mechanical about a haircut and give people and myself a better just chatting experience.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so do you find um, that you now embrace this overall experience for yourself? Are you are you okay with your...
1: I'm okay with myself. Uh, the, I would like to be able to control... When I say I'm lashing out, it's not like I'm beating my child or anything Jesus, like that. Jesus, no. You well, know, but, we
0: would be having a different conversation. Yeah, my yeah. approach to you would be much different. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, when Riker's at me, at me, at me, and I'm like, just stop yeah. for a second. You know, I wish I could... That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm trying the to calm. control. The calm, yeah. I want to be calm. When Ashley went away to... Grooming school, mm-hmm. it, Riker and I had to spend three months together, and that completely changed my life more than any drug ever
0: has. So what went on there? What happened there?
1: I was forced to live a routine, and I couldn't hide out in the kitchen or in the garage or decide to do this project or do that project. I had to be present with Riker all the time. Right. And? And it made me find myself. And ever, s- even since Ashley's been back, I'm way more grounded. I'm okay to just sit on the couch.
0: Okay, so I'm not... uh, Let's just wheel that cart back just a pinch because you used that 60s cliche. (laughs) I found myself. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm not accepting that. What what does that mean? Come on. (laughs) Uh, See, I don't even remember saying that
1: out
2: loud. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But you were forced to spend that time Mm -hmm. with... This individual who counts on you right. 100% yeah. with your son. Your son, mm-hmm. you made him. Yeah, Forced you to find yourself. What, what does finding yourself entail? I guess
1: finding myself was I was forcing me to be comfortable doing nothing. Just being present. Just okay. having a conversation with my child with nothing else on the go.
0: But you don't, you see that as nothing.
1: Well, no, I see that as something now. But at the time, I would have seen that, as terrible as it sounds, as a waste of time.
0: I understand. And I anybody who's listening out there with what we've got going on will mm-hmm. get it. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I annoy myself sometimes if I think I've wasted time by sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't sleep because I find it annoying because I'm wasting time. Right. So I get it 100%. Yeah. So you found your ability to be stationary. Yes. Yet still productive, but productive 100% for a completely separate person. Yeah. Because your presence was productive for him, not necessarily for you. Right. And that makes is what makes it important, right? And you're good with that now.
1: I'm good with that.
0: So you find you're more grounded now through that experience. Do you find that things have possibly changed in your? You say more grounded. Is that more of an outlook towards your relationship with both your your son and your wife, or friends, or work, or yeah, absolutely, or all of the above?
1: Uh, all, all of the above. I've like you <coughs> said, you're you're kind of becoming addicted to trying things. Yes, I've become addicted. To Maybe this is a bad thing. Maybe we're going to have a big turn here in three months. Uh, But I've become addicted to being present, doing less things in the day, but doing the things that I'm trying to do well and not scheduling myself from the second I wake up to the time I go to bed. You know, I've been meal prepping for the week, going to the gym. I come home. I hang out with Riker and Ashley at night. I sit on the couch and I watch shows with Ashley, which is all she wants to do. Right. You know, most of the time we start a show and then I'm all, I am catch myself in the kitchen. Yeah, no, you're doing you know, 16 yeah. other
0: things have happened.
1: Yeah. And, and <coughs> she did tell me at one point, she said, like, I just wish you could just be here. And I'm off. I'm just so often in my head or thinking about something else. And I'm never again, like I said, present. And right. Now I am present.
0: How did that make you feel when she was saying stuff like that? The acknowledgement that you weren't actually there.
1: Well, see, I knew it. I was skirting the line. Okay. I wasn't trying to be malicious, but I nope. knew it. You know, it mm-hmm. was when I was working on the truck and I'd be out in the garage. Mm-hmm. And there would be a week, there was a week where she just like, we didn't talk to each other. There, mm-hmm. was, there was this weird thing going on. We usually talk to each other quite a bit, but there was this weird thing going on. Right. And I, I kind of came in and, and that's when she told me. And my response should have it was in the time like, oh I'm sorry like I'm not gonna do that anymore but then I would catch myself like I'll be back in 20 minutes uh, i be back in 30, and 30 minutes and next right. thing you know it's two hours later right uh, so yeah that answers the question yeah <laughs> <I'm> sorry Jay <laughs> no
0: no no man it's still, no this is interesting because and I'm I'm going to point this out to others for for some of my male listeners they're probably going to find this. Mm-hmm. because how many uh, uh, partners of their own have said to them, I just can't get a full amount of talking out of you, or I can't get a full communication from you, or you're always trailing off, or are you even listening to yeah, me? Yeah. That's that type of... I still get that to this day. Is yeah. People think I'm... Is he even paying attention to me?
2: Right.
0: And we are, but we're not, but we are. Right. Uh, so and then we but we know it's hard i know it's hard on everybody around me i I said straight to ashley i said i know it's hard being my friend right right um and she said yeah yeah and i know that and i'm embracing that now but i'm also trying to make changes so you've had i haven't had a forced experience right my changes come about out of necessity to feed my mind right yours came about because you now have an external You're responsible for this external situation, your Mm -hmm. son, and there's no backing away from that. That's forever. And you're at peace with that now?
1: Yes. I think Ashley and I both have a goal, because we both come from divorced parents as well, that we both want to be there forever Mm. for our child. Right.
0: But Uh, that's, there's no ease in that one. It's not cleaning a toilet or baking a cake. It is constant work. Right.
1: And I think we both are aware of of that. And that's why we communicate a lot. And because we're both aware of how, how our, each other's minds work and how right. easily you can cross wires and think something that's not oh, true.
0: yes. Yes. Miscommunications yeah. all over. Yeah. Especially with the A of the H and the yeah. Ds. Yeah. I uh, miscommunicate frequently. Yet in my mind, I think I'm glassy smooth yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm the same so we've done some job looking we've looked definitely deeply at family and some personal uh things so as you're moving up and moving through becoming older as mm-hmm. it, hey welcome yeah. welcome <laughs> up here as you're starting to approach that point i can hardly wait until you're in your 40s and yeah. we're going to have a whole other conversation That's when things start making noises just when you think. (laughs) Pop, crunch, snap, hey. And your thinking will change again. What do you think some of your goals, not to be so stereotypical right now, but you alluded to something earlier that you have some things that might be coming down the pipe. So what are some of the goals that you're working on right now?
1: What are my goals?
0: not necessarily just, oh, my goals are to lose weight. No, I just mean, you know, you have obviously started a learning kick from a very young age. It is your nature to learn things quickly, pick them up, and unfortunately put them down. Right. So you're getting to the point where you're going to have to learn these things and keep them. Yes. Based off of that information where you find yourself as a dad and a husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself coming up soon? What do you have in store for yourself? What are you going to be reaching for?
1: Give me an example of one of your goals.
0: Okay, so one of my goals is uh, I've been thrust into a situation here. Uh, Others have heard this on on other podcasts where I have home insecurity. I am not financially stable, whereas I used to own several businesses that made me very financially Mm. stable. I am living a completely different life now that I am completely unaccustomed to, but I am ultimately creative. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to get back to where I was, but in a completely different manner. I can't continue to live like this, but I don't regret it because it brought about this podcast. It brought about uh, some more self-awareness. Right. And it brought about uh, forcing myself to make contact with friends that I should have been communicating with, but I have object permanence issues. And so Ashley and I got into that. So I'm forcing these matters somehow Mm. in a sharing way to do this. So my goal is to create the life that I truly wanted, that I had experienced before, but now do it in a healthier way and come back from the pit that I'm in. That is my primary goal. What's yours
1: so okay so mine i I didn't want to just say this because I didn't want to sound uh like uh, like the classic things but you know my goal really is to be financially stable yes in some fashion absolutely uh, I, I I would like to continue to work on myself and try to 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 can be can continue to be more grounded more at peace with myself more present yeah and I would say my, my biggest goal is to just get Ashley and Riker and go places and explore things. Traveling. Go, travel and get travel some land, have a cabin, something like that, you know.
0: So take advantage of more outdoorsy things and, and fold that into your life as more of a full-time effort?
1: Yeah, travel, like travel the world, but also have a place, a wooded place that we can just go
0: now, you say that that sounds somewhat stereotypical, yet yeah. nobody I've interviewed yet has said that.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. You
0: know, we've touched in areas where they could said what well, what am I looking at doing? Yeah. And nobody's ever said any of those things. They want to remain stable. Right. Perhaps in hearing my context of, I've lost my stability right. and I want it back. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So... Being outside mm-hmm. being uh woodsy in a very yeah that's a non contextualized term, but just in a very simple kind of way, being out i I know that you guys kind of live just down the road from me really yeah. Yeah. outside of the city mm-hmm. what does that do for you? What does that present for you
1: that gives me a clear mind that allows me going. I don't live far enough outside <coughs> the city. I wish I lived further. For, okay,
0: uh, you and me um, both. Yeah.
1: And we li- I live decently far out of the city yeah. already, but I would love to be surrounded by trees um, because it's like when you walk into a house and it's a disaster. You just, my mind can't stop.
0: Well, I applaud day. you for walking in here. Uh, well, <laughs> this is not my disaster, so it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> but, you know, uh, rural living is just easier on the mind
0: i agree do you have problems with malls i
1: used to not but now i definitely do
0: grocery stores yeah
1: same i just can't handle
0: large places lots of people yeah a lot too much stimulus for the eyes bright lights yeah so okay there's your stereotypical part there's the big brush coming mm-hmm. out and almost everybody has said the same thing to me except yeah. for freya yeah. who has loves being social
1: I'm I'm kind of weird because I'm I'm an I'm a anti-social social person. You know I'm 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 still <laughs> can we be alone together? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty extroverted, but not at the same time. I, I'm happy to go and hang out with ten or twelve people that I
0: know. Ooh, better man than I.
1: Yeah, I know. Ashley's not into that as no, much. She's when no. we're there, but I have to convince her. Right. But I'm like well, we had a, a a scallywag Christmas party and there were fifty-five people in the shop. Fantastic! And I loved it excellent but like you as you guys were talking about like you have friends through tattooing and stuff like that yeah i tend to do better when i'm doing something and the socializing is happening right. so if i have people at my house i'll often be cooking in the kitchen right dipping in and out i don't have to be sat across from you eye contact, <laughs> <having a conversation. laughs>
0: i'm bringing apart the uh, uncomfortability yeah. is happening well, okay, no, and that okay, I find that for a lot of people, as long as they have something, mm-hmm. uh, some little uh, a bit of minutiae is something that they can be working on to give them a focus point. They generally tend to be a lot calmer with the idea of having people around them. Mm-hmm. They don't feel as though they're the focus point of anything; they're just contributors. Right. Excellent. So, yeah, there it is. With the I'm, and you've picked the service industry. I know 100% by choice. Yeah. You trained to work yeah. with people. I know. That's and it. out of all of my jobs, half of them have to do with people yeah. directly. Yeah. And I'm directly responsible for them. So it's while well, they're, while well, they're here, obviously, uh, why do we do that <laughs> <laughs>
2: to yeah, ourselves?
1: Uh, well, it's because we, we, uh, get to ignore our, uh, our things. And, and it's like this, this, the podcast I hope is going how you, how you wanted, but you probably didn't quite get the answers out of me that you wanted because the interviewer is interviewing the interviewer. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to being the one yeah. in the interview. Yeah. Just like you, we steer people in directions. That's we correct. have conversations. We ask them key points about their stuff. Right. And I think that allows us to makes
0: the day go by. And uh, Yes. Uh, and I would agree with that. I, I come I come to that end of it, but not in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually overshare. Yeah. I overshare extraordinarily about myself mm. so much that I get irritated with myself. And right. then the dark comes in right. and starts telling me that I'm not worth sharing anything about, right. that I should shut the hell up because I've shared too much and this person hates me. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the dark definitely takes over at that point. So I shift the focus away so the other person in my mind feels as though that they're included because I've obviously included myself way too much. Right. Yeah. So my first go, my go-to is a deprecating standpoint. Right. It's a it's a savior standpoint. I will save them from me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But ironically, working through that, I've kind of found this this medium ground Mm. where I know and this probably isn't going to change. I'm not good with lots of people, but you put me in my studio where there could be lots of people. But I'm dealing with a person and maybe one that they brought in with them, like you having the people sitting on the chair Mm -hmm. waiting for their turn Mm -hmm. and you've got somebody in front of you. And you're happy and you're smiling and you're talking with the person in the chair and everything's okay yeah but if all of a sudden for me uh there were three people in there watching me or anything more than that there were a lot more questions i don't lose focus i start to get angry right because it strikes me as rude Yeah. and i cash out i just right the brain leaves the building yeah and I become an automaton just handling it. And I become curt. Yeah. And I shut people off and I shut them down just because it's too much. Yeah. And uh, you had mentioned earlier that you definitely need your quiet place. Yeah. Do you have a quiet place at work or is that you don't need it
1: there? I don't need it at work. You know, I really don't. Work is pretty good that way. Mm-hmm. I, I need a quiet place at home. I understand.
0: You know. And Ashley' is admitted to exactly the same hmm. thing the same thing and I think again some of this is transposable to just regular people I think people should have quiet oh, time yeah. too I like Absolutely. just regular folks need oh, okay I'm in a glen, I'm in a glen in the forest yeah, yeah. I, you know the sun is on me I'm cool I'm cool Jesus Al needs to calm down and stop talking to me like that yeah. you know get it out yeah let it let it subside. Uh, but uh, Freya, uh, actually all of them, every, everybody I've spoken to so far has admitted that without that moment, uh, which for some of them have to be an incredibly long time, mm-hmm. um, but for others could be just, uh, you know, yeah. half hour to an hour, right. I'm fine. Yeah. I've recharged. Yeah. Uh, I've realized uh, <laughs> I like to be alone most of the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Or just communicating with a singular person right uh i'm i'm pretty removed yeah yeah but you can handle more
1: i can handle more I, but I, I i'm pretty decent at i have a good social group personality yes yeah. if you yeah will. you do yeah i can just kind of get on with people right but i've experienced a lot of stuff because i moved a lot and i've been around you have so been in the people. way of a lot of things, yeah. Lots of have. people, so I have like a general idea of what's going on. But but to to establish a true emotional connection with me is a whole different thing,
0: right? You know, interesting. So you find that you're you presented a base layer, and you're very content to keep it at a base layer until yeah. something just grabs you and says, okay they can start moving into the onion. They can go deeper if they wish, or I will allow this to happen. Does it have to be mutual, or do you find that you can do that singularly? I wouldn't mind if they know more about me, but I would like to know more about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say it doesn't have to be mutual. I think I'm... I'm when Usually when I find someone that I want to know more about, I'll make an effort. Yeah? Usually works out.
0: How's your object permanence? is it as oh, be- I forget about everybody. <laughs> yeah, my my father
1: will send me a text every six months and be like, so it's been three holidays, are you alive? Uh, and, you know, it, it, just like Ashley said, and, and as you know, it's it's not meant to be no, a thing. No, it's,
0: it's not. And I know that that's a hard one for a lot of people to get over. Yeah. It's a trick. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get that. I understand that it's a hard one.
1: Yeah, my, my best friend... A lot of people I know are like that. So I think we all just kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I haven't talked to you in six months, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. And then you start right up where you left off kind of thing. And it's like nothing ever happened.
1: Yeah. And, and, and also for people that don't have this issue, sometimes I'll come off across as rude because I'll just send them a text out of nowhere and be like, hey, remember that Saturday that we were talking about this thing? <laughs> yeah. And and I don't do the big like, oh, how's it going? How's Johnny? You know, the yeah. big buildup. Um, because I just don't think it's necessary, and I, I don't know. I think everyone should just, I don't know. <laughs> ah.
2: Ah.
0: <laughs> and here's one of those. I, again, I point to the a difference between men and women who have ADHD. Is uh, a guy will trail off like this quite yeah, frequently. I, I said totally. this before, whereas the women are more interested in getting the full breadth of what was asked. Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of unannounced uh, to others, but I'm kind of feeling it now. Uh, I'm going to try something to be almost a regular question uh, that I would ask. It was interesting, and it brought some things forward the last time I asked it, so I'm going to give it a whirl with you and see okay. how you feel about it. So you're on a plane.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And everything's going great, and then it's not. Yeah. Mass panic. Horrible yeah. angles. Things are going sideways fast Mm -hmm. panic all around you and those oxygen masks drop from the ceiling who gets the first mask who's with me interesting okay that's the question
1: well i i so in those situations i'm very logical Mm -hmm. i'm lucky that way so i would give myself the mask and then i would
0: okay why would you do that
1: because i can't help someone i'm dead (laughs)
0: very excellent okay so good for you Uh, well good for you coming from me right so that's that's our thinking um i find that that's an interesting it's an interesting question to ask because it can be indicative of Mm -hmm. self-thought self-perception and ability right uh and and some other factors as well logic and emotion. The emotional side, the answer is different. Yeah. Uh, the logical side is almost robotic. Yeah. I'm not surprised to find you there. <laughs> but, uh, but your first question was, am I, am I traveling al- alone? Yeah. Okay, you're not.
1: So if it was me, Ashley, and Riker, three masks fell from the ceiling, I put mine on first, and then I'd help Riker. If two masks fell from the ceiling, I would not take a mask. Mm-hmm. and i would get rikers on and i'd get
0: ashley's on right so there's your upbringing yeah yeah for sure yeah sacrifice
1: yeah for sure for sure i i definitely don't uh you know maybe if i had some real good food i might not want to share it but other than that <laughs> i'll uh i'll always try and protect my people i, w- I a, want
0: that last chicken
2: to, to a fault i,
0: I uh i agree Good for you. I uh, won't go into big explanations as to that. We'll just look at it as an interesting, um, thoughtful test question. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everybody, I think uh, looking at the clock on the wall, we're probably going to bring this one to a cozy little tie up here. Uh, I think it's, as I say, with every podcast, we're probably going to do this again
1: oh yeah for sure this, is, you, this is the warm-up you sure. felt
0: you felt good about this
1: i did we'll, we'll figure out how to work with each other too you just may have to <laughs> lead me more um Fair i things. feel
0: i uh, there was leading there was uh, some leading here i'm sure the listeners can agree uh but and i agree that for some people in some cases there will have to be a fair amount of that. Mm. But I also just want you to natu- naturally right. just answer in your own way. Mm. Understanding a question or not understanding it or needing it to be recontextualized is also part of what goes on yeah. with this whole communication. So I feel very positively about that. Yeah, and that's fine. great. Perfect. Okay, so thank you very much again for coming in, Ryan. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And uh, thank you for everybody else out there for tuning in. Uh, This is going to go out as podcast episode six. So be ready for that when it falls on Wednesday. So everybody take care and thanks again. Bye-bye. So there you have it. The end of episode six on The Id It was great to have Ryan here. Really appreciated him coming by. It was uh, great to talk to him again, and and in this context, it was really interesting to find out uh, many things about him and how he went about things from a young man on up. And, of course, we're we're probably going to hit part two on that. He seemed pretty pumped to do it. Uh, So thank you again to him, and thank you for everybody for tuning in. You can reach the id living with ADHD in the worlds of arts, fitness, and general life on multiple platforms now. We're available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, which is also part of Amazon Podcast and, and Amazon Prime, Audible, and uh, Anchor so we're out there to be caught to be listened to and I would encourage everybody to like and follow when they can that would be fantastic of course it goes towards me doing more podcasts like this and hopefully setting up a better future for the id and myself So I encourage everybody to do what they can out there. And remember, we only go around once. Uh, Don't judge anybody too harshly. So go on out there, be awesome, and hold fast. Take care.